Amen. Thankful for the good spirit of the Lord that we feel in this place tonight. Aren't you glad for what you feel? Amen. What a tremendous power of God that's in this place. Amen. This is what I came to church for tonight. Amen. I came to be in his presence. Amen. I've come, Lord, to worship you, to magnify you. Amen. I don't care if anybody else came for that. That's why I came. I came to magnify the Lord. Amen. I think many of you did as well. I saw it in your worship as you were magnifying God in song service. And I appreciate that. Amen. 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 I apologize for my weakened voice. Um, thank you, Brother Josh, for the extra oomph there. Uh, oh, in case you didn't know where the book was, Brother Josh was holding it up back there. I noticed him. So if you need to write down a miracle, write it down. Amen. That'll encourage others that have a chance to read through that. And, uh, and it's just another way to open those, those eyes. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, we'll go ahead and turn there. And as you're turning, I may make a few remarks. Matthew 9, 35 through 38. Familiar passage, scripture to some of us probably. And um, thank you, Pastor, for your confidence. I appreciate that. That means a lot to me. And um, I'm hoping that I don't lose that. Some, amen, it's possible. And I've seen it happen. And um, I don't want to be in that group. Amen. I just want to keep on doing what Jesus wants me to do. And um, I believe that if we do that, and uh, I believe that we'll be all right. I believe tonight that God wants to do something. I feel his presence in this place, and he doesn't show up without a reason. And um, I believe firmly, amen, that he has a purpose in this service tonight. Are you going to help me tonight? Amen. Why don't you look at your neighbor and give him a high five? Pastor got confused between Brother Merriman's hand and the back of his head. <clears throat> Amen. <laughs> He's thinning out. Anyway, Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 reads like this And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. Amen. I can kind of piggyback off of my own message from this morning. Amen. That when Jesus is in the house. Amen. There's no telling what will happen. Amen. Healing of every sickness, every disease, no problem. Jesus can do it. Amen. Jesus can do it. Do you believe that tonight? Amen. You want to know how to have revival? I got the answer. It's quick and easy. And this, this, this script, well, the answer is quick and easy, not the actual achieving of revival. But in verse 35, it says that Jesus was teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing every sickness and every disease among the people. And the next verse says that he saw multitudes. Amen. It just takes a matter of Teaching and preaching and teaching and preaching and teaching and preaching and teaching and preaching and amen. There's nothing new under the sun. Amen. Amen. This is what brings about revival. So if you can put up with some more preaching and teaching, amen, you might stick around long enough to see some revival. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them. 
because they fainted and were scattered abroad. A sheep having no shepherd, then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore that the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Amen. Can we do that tonight? I want to talk tonight about 11th hour workers. Can we pray specifically Jesus' prayer request tonight that he would send forth laborers into the harvest? Come on, let's lift our voices and talk to him tonight. Jesus, I love you, Savior. God, I'm asking you, Lord. God, send laborers, God, into the field, God. Lord, that's white and ready and already, God, for harvest. God, I want to be willing to go, God. Hallelujah. As the hour grows later and later, God, I want to make myself available to you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Can we clap our hands unto the Lord? Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You could be seated tonight. Amen. Thank you for your good response. Amen. If we could keep that up. Amen. I'm, I, I believe this is preaching is not a one man show. I've heard that said many, 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 many times that preaching is not a one man show. It takes the both of us, you and me. And uh, well, all three of us, you, me and God. And uh, so we need him in the picture as well. Amen. But Jesus going around doing the things that Jesus does, as we read in this passage of Scripture. Teaching, preaching, healing sicknesses and disease. And as I've mentioned, uh, these kind of actions accumulate some sort of a crowd. As Jesus is walking the streets and uh, in that area, amen, these things. At some point, when you heal one or two people and... And, uh, and, and you witness miracles for yourself, people begin to talk and things start to happen and you start to witness a result. And, um, and these people and this, this crowd was growing larger and larger. Amen. When God's church is functioning like he designed it to, amen, we're going to have revival. Amen. Amen. It'll grow on its own. Amen. You don't have to force it. You don't have to programize it. You don't have to organize it. Amen. Amen. And some of that is in place and in order. Amen. But, but in general, the principle is that if you just let God have his way, we'll see revival. Amen. When I come to church, I just want God to have his way. Amen. I'm not interested in my own agenda. I'm not interested in my own plans. And, and, and I don't want to limit God amen, to my faculties. I just want Him to have His way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many feel that way tonight? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. These people realized the compassion inside Jesus. And He turned around and gave the disciples a prayer request and said, You see all these people? I mean, they're lost. You see all these people, they might be here for the miracles and, as Pastor likes to say, the loaves and the fishes. And uh, they're, they're here for a blessing. Amen. But something deep on the inside of Jesus that ought to be on the inside of us started stirring. And this is what we call compassion. And he started, he started feeling something deep in his heart and saying, and these, a miracle's not enough for this person. I believe in miracles. I believe in the miraculous. I believe that God is still able, amen, to do the same things that we read in the, this black book. Amen. But sometimes a miracle isn't enough. 
Hallelujah. Jesus is interested in doing something far greater than a miracle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place tonight. I feel like God is putting his approval on what we're saying here tonight. And I appreciate that, God. Amen. This is what I'm seeking for. I'm not interested in pleasing men. I don't want talent and miracles and, and all these things that acquire some crowd. I just want God to have his way. I want to make room in the house of God for God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We call it the house of God. Amen. But oftentimes when we come here, all we are is focused on ourselves. Amen. But when we step in those double doors back there to this beautiful sanctuary, and we ought to lift our eyes, amen, into the hills from whence cometh our help. It's all about Him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. And when you get your focus on Him, amen, that's when He starts focusing on you. Amen. When these people started saying, hey, there's Jesus. There's the healer. There's the deliverer. There's the one, amen, that can change me. There's the one that has hope, Sister Holly. There's the one, amen, that gives me victory. Amen. When they started focusing on Jesus, Jesus, the Bible says, was moved with compassion. Amen. I don't know if this is blowing you out out there. Amen. I, I'm trusting Brother Josh to have this. Amen. But I, I hope I hope you're all right. No ears are bleeding tonight. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. From the beginning of time. Amen. From the very beginning. At the very, in Genesis 1. This is for effect. Genesis 1. Amen. From the very, very beginning, amen, God commanded us to bear fruit. This was our obligation. This is the reason that He designed us, that He created us. Amen. When He, crea he, when he created us, He gave us a distinct purpose. Amen. John 15 and 8 says, Herein, herein is my Father glorified. This is how you glorify God, this is how you focus on God. That you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. Amen. You want to know what your calling is in life? Fruit. Amen. Bear fruit. Amen. Amen. Genesis 1 and 11 says, And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Verse 21, And God created whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the waters in the seas and let the fowl multiply in the earth. All right? Verse 24, God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so, and God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and God saw that it was good. Amen. By the time I'm done tonight, you can mark off chapter 1 of Genesis. 
for next year. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Amen. This is uh, amen. talking about mankind, talking about you and me. When God designed us, and this is a principle, amen, that you can see repeatedly through Genesis chapter 1 from the foundations of the world. This is something that God was interested in. He didn't want it to be just you and me. I mean, it wasn't enough just the miraculous, the, the miracle that took place that God spoke this beast into being. That God planted this tree and boom, there it is. All right, that's good. No, no, what God said was good was when these started being fruitful and multiplying. That's what God called good. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you want to be pleasing to God, amen, start producing after your kind. Amen, start producing, amen, some fruit for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Verse 26, talking about mankind. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful, multiply, and replenish. That word means to make full. Or to fill, amen, the earth. All right? So when God created you and me, we weren't just created some, from some old mold that he had back in, back in the shacks of heaven. Amen. But we were created in the image of God. Amen. And when we're fruitful and when we multiply and when we reproduce, amen, for the kingdom of God, we ought to be producing in his image. Amen. After his likeness. Amen. This is, uh, uh, make sure that I'm saying this right, and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and every living thing that moveth upon the earth. All right, yeah. So he's, I just want to make sure I didn't mis, misstate this because I don't want to be wrong. Amen. But, but that when Jesus, or that when God created us, amen, that our obligation is not to reproduce after our kind, amen, but it's to reproduce after his kind. Amen. We're to make, make in his image, amen, fruit, amen, and, and multiple, and be fruitful and to multiply and to fill this earth with more of him. Amen. All right? And just to make it perfectly clear, whenever he cleansed the earth and, and uh, made everything uh, with a catastrophic flood, and at, when Noah and his sons landed the ark, um, God spoke to him and, and God blessed Verse nine of Genesis chapter, uh, verse one of Genesis chapter nine. God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, "Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth." This rule isn't changing. This is the way I want it to be forever. This is your obligation, Amen. When I've created you, when I've invested so much in you, I want you to take that and reproduce for me, Amen. All right, keep that in your mind. This is our obligation. All right. Now I'm going to read a parable for you. Matthew chapter 20, verse 1 through 16. A little bit of a lengthy parable. Brother Josh, could you throw this one up on the wall? I know this is, uh, I didn't give him scriptures. Amen, but we can do this one, I think. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 20. Amen, this is where we're going to end up tonight, hopefully. And uh, if not, that's all right too. Matthew chapter 20, verse 1 says, For the kingdom of heaven, I've been talking about the kingdom of God, is like unto a man that is... And householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers in his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went about, went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. He said to them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right I will give you. 
and they went their way. Again, he went out about the sixth and ninth and did like sixth and ninth hour and did likewise. Verse six. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing idle. And he said unto them, Why stand ye here all the day idle? They say unto him, Because no man hath hired us. Amen. We're not good enough. We we're not we're not the first of the we're not the best of the best. We're the last pick. Have you ever been on that that basketball team or volleyball team and you're the last one? Amen. To I see some smiles out there, so I, I know that some of you have experienced this. Amen. I'm I'm not the most athletic. I enjoy playing games, but um, I've been there a few times, and I, the last one standing, and uh, and uh, so that's that's what these guys were experiencing. Amen. They they weren't the best. They weren't. They didn't have all the skills down. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't go to trade school and learn how to properly harvest these grapes and 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 uh for for these vineyards and so they were the last ones in the marketplace and so they said because no man hath hired us he said unto them go ye also into the vineyard whatsoever is right that ye sh- that shall ye receive basically if you're if you're productive i'll give you some money otherwise otherwise we'll just we'll balance it out we'll figure out what you're worth all right so when the even was come, the Lord of the vineyard saith unto the steward, Call the laborers and give them their hire, beginning from the last unto the first. And, and when, they came that, when they came that were hired about the eleventh hour, this is the first group of people, um, they received every man a penny. Amen. So he's doing it backwards, right? He, he hired from the early morning, and then now he's going to pay them backwards. And so the, the people who came in at the last received a, a penny. And, if you recall, that's how much he promised those that would work a full day. And, um, and so he, he said, so when the evening has come, the Lord of the vineyard said unto his steward, Call the laborers and give them their hire, beginning from the last unto the first. And, and when they came, that were hired about the eleventh hour, they received every man a penny. Verse 10, but when the first came, they supposed that they should have received more. And they likewise received every man a penny. And when they had received it, they murmured against the good man of the house, saying, These last have wrought, the, wrought but one hour, but, and thou hast made them equal unto us. They, they've only worked an hour, and you're, you're saying that they're, they're just as productive as us. Or, and, um, and, uh, but we have, we've borne, which have borne the heat, the burden of the heat of the day. And we'll talk about that a little later at the end here tonight. And, and, and I... And I want to make sure that, that we drill this home, amen, because this is, amen, I feel the burden even as I'm reading this scripture, amen, that, that, these, that these are men who've been, been, and I might just go ahead and skip to the punchline here, amen, that these are men that have been working all day long, and, and these have been out there, the, the elders, amen, have been, been bearing the heat of the day, and, and, and the sun, amen, they're, they're out there working, and, and working, and trying to be productive for the kingdom of God, and, and God, I just want to, amen, if I could just produce, uh, amen, just, a, just I want to produce some fruit for your kingdom, and, and, and these, these men don't understand why, why are these being paid, uh, amen, the same, amen, that we're being paid, uh, amen, we've been out here, amen, we've been working, amen, we're trying to do something for God, amen, we need us new ones, amen, these 11th hour workers as we step into the vineyard, uh, and I'm hoping that some tonight will feel uh, the calling, amen, from the good man of the house, uh, amen, uh, amen, tonight before you leave this place uh, as you step into this vineyard don't you dare step on the work uh, of the elders you need to take notice uh, of what they've been doing and how they're doing it hallelujah they've been out there bearing the heat uh, of the day uh, amen you ought to give some respect uh, amen to what these men uh, are producing amen 
Hey, man, they've been out there. They've got some experience. I mean, there's a reason that they were hired first. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't want to hang up there too long, but I, I do want to make that point. Amen. Take that, that thine is and go thy way, and I'll give unto this last, even as unto thee. Amen. And we can skip the last two verses. Amen. Tonight, I want to preach a message, amen, to a collective group of people. And I'm not talking to one individual. I'm talking, amen, to my generation. I'm talking, amen, to young people. And, and that spans not necessarily just the youth group. I'm talking to this entire church. If you consider our church against, amen, General Pentecost, amen, we're a relatively young church. Amen. There's, there's relatively young people in here. I talked, to brother, I talked to Brother Weems before service tonight and confirmed with him. He's the oldest man in this uh, in the auditorium, and amen, that, that, that deserves its own honor and respect, amen, but Brother Weems, I believe, is 58, is that correct, brother? I wanted to make sure I remember that right, and um, amen, and he's, amen, he, and, and if you notice, amen, he's, he's here laboring day in and day out, there's, there's something about, amen, when you come to the house of God, Two or three hours before service ever begins, there's a voice, amen, being raised. There's somebody in the vineyard, amen, trying to reap a harvest. There's somebody out there working. Hallelujah. Amen, I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. Amen, I'm not trying to get emotional with you. I just want, I want us to connect. I want to make sure, amen, that this message is crystal clear. Because I feel, amen, the burden of the word of God here tonight. Amen, that this younger generation, amen, we think we've got some great ideas. We think, amen, there's, there's uh, some new ways. There's some more efficient things, amen, that we perhaps could implement here. And maybe we could be more productive and get a bigger basket of grapes and, and sell it in the marketplace and, and make some more money for the kingdom of God and, 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 and all Jesus is looking for is some workers. He doesn't, he's not interested in your business model. He's not interested in your, in your plan or agenda. What he's interested in is some blood, sweat, and tears. What he's interested in is somebody, amen, to get out there, amen, and stand right beside an elder and say, I'll help you here. I'll help you right here. You show me where to pick it up. I'll carry that for you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Somehow this group of people, amen, were not necessarily engaged in the development of the church, but rather, amen, they, they've lost their focus. Amen. This group of people, amen, we, we've experienced uh, some luxuries, amen, from, from my age group and down and even some above my age, amen. Amen. We've, we've, we've in this modern Pentecostal movement from early 1900s when, when Pentecost was, was uh, uh, not necessarily rediscovered, but what came, came to America's uh, uh, property that, that, we, that we started developing and, 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 and organizing and making it, oh, this is, we should try this and we should do this and, and this, this ought to work. And, and so we developed it and, and there's different things, that, I mean, that we experience today like, like AC and, and lights and, and, and carpeted floors and, and padded pews and, and nice suits and, and, and wonderful facilities to worship God in. And I'm not preaching against that. I hope you don't, don't mistake me. I'm thankful for all the things that the elders have produced. Amen. But there's something different. Amen. But the spirit of those elders. Amen. That were willing to dig out. Amen. 
something for God and you and me today, amen, that are riding in on the skirts of these elders, amen, and experiencing the presence of God with relatively little ease. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Aren't you thankful that you can come to a house of God, amen, on a Sunday night and worship Him without too much effort? Amen. I could go home and sleep on a nice, nice, comfortable bed. Amen. I've got AC. My bills are paid. I thank God for that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But there's a different kind of spirit. There's a different kind. Maybe spirit's not the right word. Maybe I'm just talking about a mentality. Maybe I'm just talking about an attitude or, or, or disposition towards something. But, but what, what I want to express, amen, tonight is maybe you and me can get that burden. And, and maybe we could do something more for the kingdom of God. I'm not talking about something different. I'm talking about the same thing that they've been doing for years and years and years. Hallelujah. If you uh, drive down Woodland, there's a, there's a vineyard down there off of uh, Woodland, and I think it's college. And there's a little vineyard, winery, wine press, whatever. If you look out there, there's rows. And at the beginning of harvest season, which I don't know what it is, but at the beginning of harvest season, just bare. There's nothing on there. But near the end of harvest season, you'll start seeing, seeing leaves, and, and you don't necessarily see the fruit, but you do see that there, there's something there that wasn't there before. And I'm telling you, those roses are straight as an arrow. Amen. It's monotonous probably trying to, I, I wouldn't know. I've never done it. But I would imagine that it's kind of mundane. It's picking grape after grape or cluster after cluster and, and it takes time takes consistency takes, takes some uh, takes some effort takes some focus and like I said I've never done it so maybe I could go there and talk to the, the owner there and he could show me some things and, and I could learn from him amen but that's, that's the attitude that I'm talking about it's not just going we'll talk about some people who just walked in I mean, to the vineyard and, and literally as the, and one of the words uh, talks about stomping on stomping, just stomping on the inheritance, stomping on their heritage, not, not grateful at all, amen, about the thing that's been given to them. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I hope I don't make this too heavy because I, I don't want this to be super heavy, but I do want us to get this burden, amen, amen, that we could do something for God. It's not, it's not as hard, amen, as we try to make it out to be. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. It's not, I, I want to drill that point off. It's not as hard. It's not as complicated. Amen. As we're trying to make it out to be. This requires consistency. Requires faithfulness. Amen. It requires, uh, amen. Somebody, amen, willing to get out there and just do the work. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God send laborers. Amen. God send laborers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Talking about Jacob and Esau, Romans chapter 9, 13. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. And these are strong terms. Amen. Jacob I love. Esau I hate. Amen. This scripture is referencing an Old Testament prophecy in Malachi 1, 2 through 4. I have loved you, saith the Lord, yet you say, wherein hast thou loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, saith the Lord, yet I loved Jacob. And notice what he said about Esau. This is where... 
want to focus for a moment. Amen. Verse 3 says, And I hated Esau and laid his mountains and his heritage waste. Amen. Esau amen, had a heritage. Esau had an inheritance. Amen. He had a promise. Amen. From his father. Amen. For uh, blessings and, and, and uh, what the Bible refers to as a birthright. Amen. He, he, got, amen. he got this inheritance by default. Amen. From his father. Amen. He didn't have to do anything to receive it. Amen. He was born. He had breath in his lungs. And so Esau was going to receive this inheritance. Amen. But, but the prophet said, I hated Esau and laid his mountains and this inheritance to waste. Destroyed it. Why? Why did they destroy Esau's heritage? Amen. Genesis 25, 29 through 34. Jacob sawed pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. Esau said to him, feed, said to Jacob, feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage. For I'm faint, therefore was his name called Edom. Jacob said, sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, behold, I am at the point to die, and what profit shall this birthright do me? Amen. This is where human reasoning and logic starts coming into play. Well, you know what? I mean, it makes sense if he does die. Amen, the, heat, the birthright's useless. Amen, but it probably wasn't that dire of a situation. Amen, but somehow Esau had arrived at this conclusion that I'm going to die. So this is worthless to me. And we'll find out why in a minute. Amen. That, so Jacob said, sell me this day thy birthright. Esau said, behold, I'm at the point to die. What profit shall this birthright do to me? Jacob said, swear, swear to me this day. And he swore unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils. Amen. Those beans again. Amen. Just, it's not worth it, Esau. Why did you trade it for a pot of beans? And he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. All right. I'm full. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jacob. That was good. Amen. I'll come back and get some more when I have another birthright. Amen. Amen. And then the Bible says, he rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Amen. The word translated as despised in the passage means to treat or regard with contempt, to disdain it. Amen. It's associated with the action of trampling with feet. Amen. This... Esau essentially just didn't even care. Didn't even, he wasn't even concerned about where he was walking. He just walked right over the top of daddy's inheritance. The thing that he was promised. Amen. He just walked right over the top of it. Amen. The Bible says that he just got up, walked away. Trampling the birthright of his, his own birthright. Hallelujah. Amen. What an attitude. Amen. We could type this with the Israelites and the Gentiles, amen, where God initially tried to give Israel, Israel salvation, and they just trampled right over the top of it, just ignored it, and thank God, amen, he gave it to us Gentiles, amen. But I think the more obvious parallel is, the, is that this generation that develops a false sense of self-entitlement because of what the previous generation has produced, Amen. Esau grew up with such a familiarity with the things that daddy and grandpa always did for him. And he developed a disdain and contempt for what was rightfully his. 
Amen. Help us, Jesus. <clears throat> Amen. I mean, it just walks right over the top of it. I mean, we ought to be careful about how we come into the house of God. We need to be really careful. Amen. I, I'm, I'm doing a study, amen, on the fear of the Lord. Amen. It's an interesting, interesting thing, amen, in the scripture. Amen. That around the fear of the Lord, there's a lot of things that take place. Amen. In the New Testament, those who gained a fear of the Lord started witnessing revival. Amen. Amen. Whenever Ananias and, and uh, the other one died, Sapphira. Amen. And um, because they developed a fear, amen, a respect, amen, for the things of God, for the Lord. Amen. That, I, I think that is probably the best way to encapsulate this mentality that I'm talking about. Amen, is that, is that when we, amen, come into the house of the Lord, amen, there's such a difference, amen, there's such a difference between those, and you can look, you can, you can literally look across the congregation and see it, there's a difference, man, you can see it in their countenance, you can see it in their attitude, in their focus, in the service, you can, I, I don't know how to explain it there, but it's obvious, amen, and and amen, I want to I help somebody here tonight. Hallelujah. Gain, amen, gain, gain a, a victory over this lackadaisical attitude. Amen, this a complacent, this I'm satisfied. Thank you. Amen, I appreciate everything that you've done. I'm, I, I, I'm, I appreciate, I really do. I really do appreciate the things, amen, that are given to us. I'm thankful, amen, for the Spirit of God. Amen. But I want so much more. Amen. I, when, amen. When I'm on my own and, and whenever I, I, I don't have pastor's coattail to hang on to. Amen. I want to be able to call down the presence of God. I don't want that to leave with pastor. Amen. I'm not saying pastor's going anywhere. That's not my point. My point, amen, is that when you're in your prayer closet, amen, can you get a hold of God? Amen. Uh, when Brother Thompson's out of town uh, on a weekend, do you step out and go on outreach? Amen. Is there anything in your heart, amen, that's stirring even as I'm speaking now? Amen. Is there any compassion, amen, for the lost souls of the city of Olathe? Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not pinpointing anybody. Amen. I'm talking to a generation. I'm not talking to individuals. I'm talking to a mentality. I'm talking to an attitude. Amen. That, that, that we've got to overcome this. Amen. I've got to, amen, to conquer this, uh, this spirit, uh, this attitude uh, of, oh, I'm just so glad, amen, to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. God, just send me another blessing. I'm thankful for the touch of God tonight. I am thankful, amen, but I want to see more. Hallelujah, Jesus. I wish I would have thought of this while I was studying, amen, but you're reading Ephesians chapter, uh, Ephesians chapter 4 or chapter 6, uh, amen, the scripture tells, uh, uh, Paul's writing to the Ephesian church who are Gentiles, and he tells them, he says, uh, he says that you, uh, you can receive uh, the fullness of God. You don't have to settle for a cheap substitute. You don't have uh, to just be complacent and be satisfied with just the mundane and the ordinary, but I want you to understand Gentiles, amen, that this birthright is yours. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then listen to this promise. Amen. That the, that the Gentiles, that, that our generation will receive, that, that, that Jacob received. Genesis chapter 27, 28 through 29. Therefore, God give thee of the dew of heaven, the fatness of the earth, and plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve thee, and nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren, and let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Cursed be everyone that curseth thee, and blessed be he that blesseth thee. Esau, this could have been yours. This could have been yours. Amen. But you despised your birthright. And in the end, you lost the blessing. Amen. You lost everything that you could have had. Amen. There was so much potential, Esau. Amen. There was so much promise. He was such a promising young man. Amen. But because he lost sight of what was really important. Young people, you listen to me. Amen. You better get your mind focused. Amen. Get your sights focused on what's really important. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes, I, mean, I understand, amen, when, when we're carnal and jokes are being made about, about, about uh, some spiritual matters, and, and that has this place, and I understand everybody, I mean, everybody's human. I'm not going to judge anybody about that. My point, amen, but when the, the jokes are put aside, my question is, amen, where's your heart lie? Where, where's your desires at? Amen. Are you, are you really interested in seeing revival? Amen. And if so, what are you going to do about it? Oh, but Brother Hilton, you know what? I, I, I'm not really that talented. I've, I've never really worked in the vineyard. I, I've never done it. I don't know what I'm doing. And this, the good man's still looking for somebody. Hey, man, he's looking for you, Chris. He's looking for you, Nathaniel. Hey, Logan, he's looking for you. Hey, man, he's wondering, hey, why are they standing over here in the marketplace? I've got so much fruit. I've got so much produced. Hey, man, this is all going to ripen and be falling away. If somebody doesn't get into the harvest, Hallelujah. Amen. College and career. Amen. I, I, I respect you. I appreciate the things you're trying to do for the kingdom of God. I appreciate the fact that you're on the ball. Amen. You're making a living for yourself. I appreciate that. I respect that. Amen. But what are you doing for the kingdom of God? When pastor calls all night prayer meeting, where are you at? Oh, well, I'm busy. I, I got I to gotta tie my shoes. Got to put on my belt. Got to look fancy. No. We ought to be the strength in this church. We ought to be the ones carrying this church. Amen, we've got the most energy. Amen, we're supposed to be the brightest, the smartest, the strongest. Amen. Amen. Let's use, let's use that. And you are. You are. Amen. You're great people. Great young people. Amen. Just use it for the kingdom of God. Let's redirect. Amen. Our focus. Let's put it right there squarely on the target. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm thankful, amen, that I can come to the house of God. Amen. But I'm not going to settle for any cheap excuse. Amen. From, 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 oh, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to. I gotta play the drums. Hey Amen. I'm not saying that about Brother Thompson. I'm just, I'm just trying to think of a good example. It's kind of hard to come up with one. Hey Amen. I've got to play the bass. Nobody plays the bass. Here we go. Who's that good one? Hey Amen. I've got to play the bass. 
Amen. I'm tied up on the base. I, I cannot respond. I cannot do this. Amen. This, this is so important. This is so critical. This base is probably out of tune. I don't know. Amen. But this is, amen, where does our priorities lie? Amen. What, what, what's, amen, how important is that base in the grand scheme of things? How important, amen, if, if, I, if I'm playing the base in the middle of service and I set it down and I run the aisles, how much does that really impact the service? Do you think it might help? Or do you think you should just stay locked away over there in the corner? <clears throat> and then, moms and dads, pastor, if I get out of line, Go ahead. You pull my shirt tail, tie, whatever. Amen, moms and dads, oh, I've got little Billy Sue. There is no Billy Sue, I can guarantee that <laughs> in this church. <clears throat> I got to take care of him. Well, Brother Hilton, you are way out of line. Amen, I just checked with my pastor. All right, so if, you're, if, if you have a problem with what I'm saying right now, here's the man, all right? <clears throat> I want to see revival. I want to do something for the kingdom of God. My obligation from the beginning of this world is just to be fruitful. That's not hard. Amen. That's not a hard thing. Amen. It's a natural process, really. Amen. When you start doing it, you're like, man, this is a lot easier than I thought it was. Amen. That, wow. Look at this bush hog. Look at this big old basket I just filled up. Wow. Pastor, I wonder how much we could sell this for in the market. Amen. I'm just going to leave that up to you. All God wants me to do is just get in the vineyard. All he wants me to do is work from sun up to sundown. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I think that point's made perfectly clear. Amen. I do want to make, make this point. Amen. I forgot to, so I just read my notes and realized that I didn't make it, so I'll make it now. Amen. That Esau had a promise, and he lost it. Amen. What was the reason that he lost it? Amen. What was the reason? If you remember the story, amen, daddy calls on Esau. Hey, I want, I want to bless you. Can you go, Brother Merriman read it tonight. I just realized that. See, that's how slow I am. <clears throat> Amen. Go get me some venison, Brother Thompson. Go get me some venison. And uh, so he sent Esau out to go venison. Maybe, I don't know what Esau was doing, and I don't really know how you take care of bows. You guys can tell me later. Amen. But he was probably shining it up, making sure it was all ready to go. Got the best tips on those arrows, and got the best feathers on the things, I guess, I don't know, and, uh, and they're ready to go, they get out there, and Esau's crawling around in the woods, and man, I'm going to find a big one for daddy, I'm going to get the biggest one, and that sucker, this is rut season, so I'm going to get it as big as they come, see, I know that, that's about it, and, um, and so, so he finds, and he's, he's scouring the woods, and all, and all the while, Jacob is working with Mama. How can we get this birth? How can we get this blessing? I mean, I've already got the birthright. I've already got promise. I mean, I've already got something. But Jacob's back at the house. He's like, well, if it'll work, I'm going to use it. 
Amen. Sometimes we get so focused on it's got to be perfect. It's got to be right. Amen. It's got to be just right. Really, all God is looking for is just somebody to work with. All he's looking for is just some hands, amen, that are willing to get into that vineyard. Amen. Stick their hands into the tangled vines and, and pick out a cluster. Whoa. Look what I just did. Man. Let me try that again. Wow. Look at this. Amen, that's easier than I thought it was. Amen, while Esau's all trying to make it perfect and, and do it just right, J Jacob's like, I just want to get it done. I just want to get there. Amen, because I know, amen, that whoever gets there first, they're getting the blessing. Amen, Esau lost his sense of urgency. He lost, amen, that desire. Amen, that, oh man, I've got to see somebody saved. And I'm not going to wait until next service. I'm going to see it tonight. Well, pastor's out of town. I, I wonder, I think, I doubt, I doubt anything can happen. To, why don't you get up there and pray with them? Why don't you get in the altar with them? Hey, brother, I've been praying for you. Brother Nate, I've been, pray, I've been praying for brother Nate, pastor. God's going to fill him back with the Holy Ghost all over again. Hallelujah. And then when it looks, uh, when things start getting tight, well, things aren't just right. Amen. Amen. It's that old, that it's just everything's tightening up again. Everything's messed up. Sister Becca hit the wrong key. I could pick on her because she's my sister. And uh, hit the wrong key. And man, she sang flat tonight. Man, that's just threw everything off. Becca, don't be offended. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know what? If Becca goes flat, all she's doing is trying to give God something to work with. And then why don't you do that? I'm not saying she's perfect. I'm not saying she's not perfect. Amen. You can take, make your own opinion. Amen. But if you're sitting on the front row, amen, and something goes flat, just get up and run the aisles anyway. Amen. Just get up and worship God anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm sorry if I'm having to spell all this out. Amen. I'm not trying to make you feel dumb. My point is I just want to make it crystal clear. Amen. I just want to make everybody understand. Amen. We've got an obligation. We've got a responsibility. Amen. It's not just for you and it's not just for me. Amen. But it's to all that the Lord our God shall call. I'm not going to keep this to myself. Amen. When church, amen, is on fire, I want somebody to be in the pew right next to me. And I'm not going to be intimidated because it doesn't have to be just right. I just want the Holy Ghost to fall. I just want God's Spirit to move. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a man, uh, amen, in the Old Testament. He understood, uh, amen, this urgency. He understood, amen, that timing was important. Amen. Amen. In 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 9 through 10, and it came to pass, amen, when they are gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, ask what I shall do for thee, that I be taken away from thee, amen, before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Pastor, I, 
I just want to have Holy Ghost revival. I just, I want to see the Holy Ghost move. I, and friend, I'm not making fun. I'm being serious. Amen. I want to see God's spirit move. Amen. Amen. So this is Elisha's request. Pastor, I just want a double portion. I just want a double portion. Amen. And so pastor responded. And he said, that thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I'm taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be. Shall not be so. Amen. So Elisha, I'm going to be with Pastor. I don't care where he's going. I don't care what he's doing. I'm available. Immediately. Amen. Second Kings chapter 2, verse 1. Three, it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind. Amen. That Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. Amen. Elisha, something started, something started stirring in Elisha. And he said, something's about to happen. I don't know what's going on. Amen. But something's changing. I, I feel something in my spirit. I, I, don't, I can't explain it. Amen. But there's something about to happen. There's that urgency. Amen. It's that desire. It's that, it's that, that compassion deep inside. Say, I've got to see you. Revival, I've got to see something break tonight. Hallelujah. And so, uh, so, so, verse 2 Elijah said unto Elisha, Terry, here I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. Elijah said, I'm going to go over there. We're going to have a quick church service and, and uh, be right back. You stay here and take care of things while I'm gone. Life said, no, there's something about to happen, Pastor. I've, I've got to be right there with you. I need you to show me everything that you can show me. Hey, Amen. I'm so grateful, Pastor, for you allowing me to move out to Colorado Springs. I, I really appreciate that because it gives me a little bit different angle from another elder. Hey, Amen. For somebody else in that vineyard. Hey, Amen. Showing me how, how, to work the, how to work the vines and how to get the clusters and, and how to make sure that it's all just right. And, and this one's not a good one. Let's throw it out away. But let's take this one and give it to the king. And, 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 and this is, and I appreciate that, Pastor. I really do, amen. But around here, I'm wondering where your, amen, where your loyalties, if I could say that. Amen, what, who you're writing for. Amen, Bishop Johnson says this often. Amen, he's probably said it two or three times. Amen, since I've been out there in the last two and a half months. Amen, amen, he talks about writing for the brand. Amen, my question for you tonight is, who are you writing for? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is this your kingdom? Amen. Is this your vineyard? Or are we trying to produce something for the kingdom of God? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. So, I don't know how I got off on all that, but Elijah. Amen. said, Terry, here, I'll pray thee. I'm going to Bethel. Elijah said to him, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I'm not leaving. So they went down to Bethel, and the sons of the prophets uh, that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy messenger from thy head today? And he said, Yea, I know it, but you shut up. You don't, you don't need to be talking. I realize what's about to happen, but I'm trying to get everything. I'm trying to milk out of this thing everything that I can get. Amen. So, same story plays out again. In verse five, verse 4, Amen. Elijah said unto him, Elisha, wait here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he said, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. And again, the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said to him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, and he answered, Yea, I know it. Hold your peace. You don't have to tell me anything. I mean, I've got this sense of 
urgency burning deep in my spirit. I realize, amen, that time is shortening up. I realize, amen, that it's the 11th hour. I realize, amen, that God's getting ready to come back. Amen. I'm trying to make myself available. I'm trying to be as productive as possible before the king returns. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One more time. Amen. Elijah said, why don't you wait here in Jericho, Elisha? I'm going to cross over the Jordan River. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how Elijah was planning. I don't know if he had a boat sitting there. But Elisha realized something. I mean, he said, there's water. He's going to have to go over that. Something great is about to happen. I'm about to learn something. I mean, this might be important. Amen. Young, young people, old people, everybody in this place. Amen. When, if, if it seems odd, amen, and, and, and pastor's just trying, amen, to do, and pastor's teaching or talking or doing something, amen, if it just, something seems off, I mean, you better pay attention. Amen. I, I know that's vague. I know that's not crystal clear. My point Amen, is that, that, that there may, this may be potential. Amen, that God wants to show his power. Amen. And when somebody walks in off the street and they, and they have some, some ailment, something, amen, well, they're acting kind of funny. You better pay attention. Something might happen. Amen, and some kind of, some kind of, Disaster happens. We're originally planning on having church on Tuesday night, but we have some freak accident with the with the weather and 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 starts snowing. And there's some and you better pay attention. There's the devil's trying to intervene and he's trying to put something there and block. You know what God's trying to do? I want God to know that I'm available. I don't care how hard it is. I don't care what the blockers are. I don't care, amen, what things the devil's trying to put in my way. Amen, pastor, I'll be here every time the doors are open. Hallelujah. Amen. Why don't you wait here in Jericho, Elisha? I'm going to go across Jordan. Where's the boat? Just wait. I'll show you. Elisha said, there's no way I'm going to miss this. Verse 6, Elijah said to him, Terry, I pray thee for the Lord that sent me to Jordan. And he says, the Lord liveth as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they two went on. Verse 7. Fifty of the men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off. And they stood by Jordan. Elijah took his mantle, wrapped it together, and smote the waters. And they were divided hither and thither. And so they two went over on dry ground. It came to pass that when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee. And I... Uh, before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, thou hast asked a hard thing. I, I left this passage in there for a reason. Amen. Before the prophet, before his pastor ever told him, amen, I've got something for you. Elisha was already there. So there's something available. Amen. I'm going to, I'm going to stay faithful. I'm going to keep on working. I'm going, to keep, I'm going to keep right by his side. I'm not going to miss a step. Amen. Because, amen, before Pastor ever mentioned it, amen, I believe that there's something, amen, that I've got to, amen, that I've got to get a hold of. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. And it came to pass as he still went on, verse 11, and talked that, Behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up with the whirlwind into heaven, and Elisha, and Elisha saw it and cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more, and he took a hold of his own clothes and rent them into pieces. All right, now it's time to have church. Pastor's gone. I mean, now it's time. Hey, man, I'm going to start my own thing. This is the way we're going to do it. We're changing this, that, and the other. No, that's not what Elijah, Elisha did. There's something, there's some mourning going on. Amen. There's something, we just lost a valuable thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 13. Amen. And so, amen, when he got through mourning in verse 13, the Bible says that he took up, amen, also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood, amen, by the bank of, of, the Jor- of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smoked the waters and said, where's the Lord God of Elijah? Amen. He said, I saw Pastor do it this way. I saw, amen, the way that he did it. And I'm going to just try. I-, I don't know if it'll work. I mean, there's like 50 guys over there watching. I mean, I'm a little bit nervous. I I don't know if this will, amen, but I've got faith in the same God, amen, and he never changes. So here it goes. Oh, did you see that? Okay. Amen, and Elisha, amen, went on, amen, to do greater things, amen, than Elijah ever dreamt of doing. And that's the kind of revival, amen, that I want to be a part of. And friend, I don't care, amen, if you don't have a title. I don't care if you don't have some letters behind your name. Amen, you can be involved in something great. Hallelujah. 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 Amen, you can be seated. I know this is long, and I I sort of apologize, amen, but I want to make sure that I get this completely out, amen, I got to get it all out of my system, amen, Exodus chapter 17, talking about another couple of young men, Joshua and Moses, and, and in, in verse 8 of Joshua, of Exodus chapter 17, they came Amalek and fought with Israel in Rephidim, and in Rephidim, amen, this is a valley, I mean, the word means rests or stays, amen, amen, these people were fighting in this valley, Amen, and, and it means and it means that they were just I mean, kind of just taking it easy. I mean, they're just man, just had a great victory. It's good. I wonder what God's going to do next. Good service, amen. Good service. Thankful for what God did. I mean, I'm just trying to catch my breath. Amen. They're fighting in Rephidim. And, uh, and Moses said to Joshua, this is the first time you ever read about Joshua in the Bible. He said to Joshua, choose us out men. This is the first time we ever see or hear about Joshua. And Moses had confidence in this young man. He said, I want you to go and choose some young men. I want you to go choose some men. Go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I'm going to stand on the top of the hill the rod of God in mine hand. So Joshua did as Moses said unto him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. Amen. Before Joshua was ever, ever used or ever, ever put in some form of leadership or done, doing anything great or had any title ascribed beside his name. 
Amen. Guess where he was? He was right there in the middle of the battle. And guess where else he was? Amen. Besides in the middle of the battle. He was on the front line. Amen. Just like you young people sitting right here on the front row. Amen. These are the Joshua's of New Life Pentecostal Church. Amen. And don't you dare be intimidated, amen, because somebody else is not running. Somebody else isn't fighting. Amen. There's something, amen, to be said about somebody who's willing just to take that step of faith. Sister Holly, I appreciate I know I said it last week, but I really do. I really appreciate it when you get out and worship, amen, like nobody's even watching. Amen, I wish, amen, that same spirit, amen, I've seen Jasmine, I've seen Larissa do it, I've seen several of you young people do it. Amen, Brother Jerome, I've seen you out there, amen, worshiping, keep that up, amen, stay on the front line, amen, don't you dare back up. Amen, when pastor's hands are up, amen, when he's leading worship, when he's preaching, you ought to be on the front line, amen, you ought to be standing right beside him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm going to skip a little bit of this here. We know the story probably, verse 14, and the Lord said unto Moses, write this for a memorial in a book. I want you to notice, this is all cool, and the arms and... And he's sitting on a rock, and ooh, we're getting victory, and now we're not, and all that stuff. But what I want you to write in this book, amen, I want you to write it and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. Amen. Amen. Joshua's out there. Well, little old me, I'm just going to try to do something for God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have victory. We're going to fight these Amalekites, man. They, they, they've been coming back, and I'm just going to keep on doing it. Amen. And, and Moses is up there on the hill, perhaps. Maybe after the thing, and he's writing it down in a book. Saying, I know a young man named Joshua. I mean, he's willing to fight, amen, until he dies. I mean, he's willing, amen, to expend every ounce of energy that he's got. My God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. And then later on, amen, Joshua has this memorial. Amen. When he's later on leading, leading amen, the, the people of Israel, amen, he has that memory. Amen. Amen. I'm just, I'm no different than you guys. I'm just out here worshiping God just like you are. Amen, I just want to do something for God. I just want to be productive for God. I just want to bear some fruit. Amen, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, I thought this was interesting. Verse 16 says, for he said, because the Lord has sworn that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. That's also after the part where he says, write the book. Amen, I wonder, amen, from generation to generation. The way that Moses handed this leadership down to Joshua, I mean, it was out there, and, and, uh, and Joshua was making himself available, but they wrote that down. I mean, why? Maybe for when Joshua is going to select the next leader, I mean, he ought to look for somebody sitting on the front line. He's looking for somebody, amen, for the next generation that's going to fight Amalek. There's another generation that's going to keep on fighting. And if we're ever going to get victory, we need generation after generation after generation. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, I'm almost done. Sister Becca, come on up here. Amen, one more, one more set of men. I mean, Isaac and Abraham. Genesis 26, 1 through 6. Isaac and his wife, Rebecca, Esau, and Jacob are living in Canaan. 
and uh, there was a famine in the land, verse 1 says, and besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham and Isaac, went up to Abimelech, and the king of the Philistines unto Gerar. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go down, not into Egypt. Dwell in the land that I shall tell thee. I have sojourned in this land, and I will be with thee, and will bless thee. For unto thee and unto thy seed will I give all these countries. And I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. And I will make, these, make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven, of heaven and will give unto thee, uh, give unto thy seed all these countries. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, my laws, and Isaac dwelt in Gerar. Amen. Amen. Isaac, living in the, living in the land that God led Abraham to, famine comes again, and we always have this problem. I remember when Dad was here, you know, we had a famine and we had to go over to Gerar, so that's, that's where he learned it from. So he goes on over to Gerar, and he sets up camp. <clears throat> and the Bible talks about in Genesis 20, amen, that Abraham sojourned, amen, in this land, in Gerar. You can look at Genesis chapter 20, verse 1. Amen. But it was in this land, while he was staying in the land of Gerar, that God made a promise to Abraham. Amen. The angel of the Lord called out to Abraham, Genesis twenty-two fifteen, 15, out of the heaven the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, hast not without thy son, thine only son, then the blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars from the heaven of the heaven, and as the seed which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. Amen. That's the promise from God. Amen. When Abraham was journeying, amen, he came to this place and I don't know if Abraham if Isaac just realized that oh this is right I, I remember I remember living here when I was younger and um while he was in Gerar Isaac discovered some old memories in verse 18 of Genesis 26 Isaac digged again the wells of water which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father amen for the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham and he called their names after the names which his father had called them and Isaac Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water. Amen. You can read on. Amen. The Philistines stopped those up or try to reclaim them. And, and uh, anytime you try to do something for God, the enemy tries to step in. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. But, but Isaac just persisted and just kept on. I mean, this is, this is what I want. I want to do it the same way Dad did it. I, I'm not trying to change anything. I want to make it exactly the same way. And verse 24 through 25, amen, the angel, the Lord appeared unto him the same night and said, I am the Lord, I am the God of Abraham thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee, and will bless thee, and will multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. That sounds awfully familiar. And he built there an altar and called upon the name of the Lord and pitched his tent there. And Isaac's servants digged a well. Amen. Amen. This, if Isaac wanted to have the same kind of stock that dad had, he would have the same kind of cattle and, and the same, amen, that same quality. Amen. He had to dig the same wells. Amen. If Elisha wanted to call down the same fire from heaven that Elijah called down, he had to build the same altars. Amen. He couldn't change it. Amen. He couldn't deviate from that. Amen. And years later, amen, Jesus, Jesus and this woman of Samaria, 
amen, end up on one of these wells, amen, dug by Jacob. Verse 6 tells us that in John chapter 4. And Jesus answered in verse 10, and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, who, said, who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldst have asked him, and he would have given thee living water. And the woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with. The well is deep. From whence hast thou this living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which hath given us the well, and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Are you better than our fathers? Are you, are you better than that? This woman had no idea who she was talking to. She didn't realize what was going on, but Jesus knew what was going on. Jesus came there with a the purpose. He didn't just, I mean, he wasn't just, you know, whoa, whoa, look here, I'm by Jacob's well. No, he had a plan. Amen. He was there, amen, by Jacob's well with a purpose. Amen. He was stepping into that vineyard, and he said, there's, there's, some, there's some ripe fruit over here. I don't care what she looks like. I, I know it's kind of off in the distance. I, I understand that there's a lot of, lot, of, lot of stuff I have to get through to get to her. But there she is. Amen. Fruit. And that's what was on Jesus' mind. Amen. The disciples go to town to buy meat. And they're hungry. They're trying to feed themselves. And uh, while, they're, while this lady and Jesus are talking, the woman left her water pot and went her way into the city and said to the men, Come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came unto him. In the meantime, while his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. But he said to them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. Therefore, said the disciples one to another, Has anybody, did somebody bring him something to eat? Amen. But Jesus responded and said, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me. My meat, amen, is to bear fruit. Amen. This is what I'm here for, guys. I'm not here. Amen. I'm not here, amen, just to satisfy my own tummy. Amen. I'm here to serve God. I'm here to produce fruit. Amen. For the kingdom of God. Amen. And to finish his work, verse 34 says. And 35 says, Say not ye that there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift your eyes and look on the fields for they are white already to harvest and he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto eternal life to life eternal and both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together what Jesus is saying is that at some point early on amen I believe that somebody amen by the name of Jacob planted a seed amen in these people amen and they held on they held on for years amen it took thousands literally thousands of years before this moment in time Amen. But Jesus said, Amen. Somebody planted a seed a long time ago. Amen. I'm going to go reap from that seed. Amen. There's harvest already. You don't have to wait four months. Amen. There's already something. Amen. That's ready. Amen. To be harvested. Hallelujah. Verse 37. And herein is that saying true. One soweth and another reapeth. I sent you to reap that whereon ye bestow no labor. Other men labored and ye are entered into their labors. Amen. I wish somebody in this church amen, would realize amen, the seeds that have already been planted. Amen. I don't even, I may not even know the names of the individuals, amen, who have already prayed prayers, amen, for this city. Amen. I don't even know, perhaps, amen, the individuals that made their investment, amen, driving by on K7 Highway. Amen. But seeds have been planted. Amen. Maybe they had to just stop at a gas station and drop a seed here. Amen. But seeds have been planted. 
Amen. Don't say, amen, the harvest is around the corner. Don't wait four months. Friend, the harvest is already here. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. In closing, amen. Amen. The hour is growing later. Amen. And later. Husband man of the vineyard is scouring your village. Looking. Looking through every window. Is there anybody out there? I wonder if there's anybody available. I wonder if there's anybody here. Amen. So I, I'm not qualified. I, I, don't, I don't fit the qualifications. I don't know if my resume matches out. I don't care. You just get out there. I'll pay you what it's worth. You just make yourself available. I mean, that's what I love about Brother Fleming, Pastor. And, I, and, I, and I'm closing. I am closing. But that, I mean, his motto is just giving God something to work with. And I've seen it happen since I've been out there. I mean, PP's, uh, it's Pikes Peak Community College. So PPCC, uh, Brother Fleming and Brother Carlock. Man, I, for years, they've never had an opportunity, I mean, to enter into this college. For years. I mean, they've tried before. And they have like 12 or 13 kids in this college now. I mean, but still, doors were closed everywhere. I mean, but one day, Nick Carlock and Brother Fleming walk into the school. And Brother Fleming just felt a, a nudge to go talk to this person over here. And he did. It happened to be the school administrator. And they said, yeah. If you want, we'll set up a table right here, and you guys can have these rooms for 25 bucks an hour. And he didn't have any problem. Amen. He was, and that is the way I, I've seen it work. Amen. The man just prays. Amen. He just wants to see God do something. And he doesn't care where at, and he doesn't care how it is. He doesn't have some pre, pre-designed plan. Amen. He just was wanting to make himself available. Amen. That's the way I want to be, don't you? Hallelujah. Why don't we all stand together tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God's looking. Amen. He's, he's scouring him in the marketplace. Amen. His question is, why are we standing here all the day idle? Amen. Amen. There's such a bountiful harvest. Amen. Already ready. Amen. It's already out there. We just had to go and get it. Why don't we all come to these altars and talk to the Lord here tonight?